the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, the tolerant left was at work overnight. California man apprehended in the neighborhood of Brett Kavanaugh's home, Supreme Court Justice, and he had a knife and a gun on him, and he told authorities, I mean, I'll give him uh, points for honesty, uh, he told authorities that he was there hoping to kill Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, Meanwhile, in... Buffalo, New York. Let me make sure I have the town right. I think it was Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Site of the mass shooting that killed 10 African Americans, or 10 10 people, most of them African Americans, at a grocery store a few weeks ago. Pro-abortion terrorists firebombed a pro-life Christian pregnancy center, inflicting significant damage on the building and obviously uh, vandalizing the records and other things inside. Uh, The pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge. Ha ha. You might be a little bit off your rocker if you belong to a group which takes vengeance in its name. Uh, Claim responsibility for the attack. Jane's Revenge. Jane's Revenge. So at least no uh, deaths. Uh, That, of course, not the case over the weekend in uh, Nigeria. Just a horrendous attack on a Catholic church uh, about 200 miles from the capital of uh, Nigeria. The death toll still has has not been uh, formalized. But the initial reports are that more than 50 people, children as well, were killed by gunmen who went to the service, disguised as parishioners, detonated explosives around the church, and then had gunmen, partners of theirs, outside the church, shooting people as they tried to flee for safety. All indications of what could be a summer of violence and an increasing attitude of, well, look at the people we're getting rid of. They are intolerant. They are bigoted. They are enslaved to the stupidity of religious faith. They erroneously believe that that clump of cells in a woman's body is a baby. (laughs) Crazy idiots. So whatever we do to stop them, the ends justify the means. So because this is Pride Month, I talked earlier in the uh, first hour of the show about what is it that they want 
from the LGBTQIA plus side of the aisle that they don't have already. Um, their life does not stink as they continue to tell you it does. Because I got to thinking, are we really compared to other countries? What we are said to be toward those who are in the homosexual rights movement, are we hateful toward them compared to other countries? So I looked up LGBTQ plus rights in the Middle East. In the Middle East. And this is what I found. The Middle East, which we're counting like Jordan and Turkey among that, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, the UAE, Qatar, Yemen. (coughs) Did I mention Saudi Arabia? I'll mention Saudi Arabia. 11 countries treat LGBTQ plus people considerably worse than we do. Five places in the region uh, do not criminalize homosexual relationship. Israel does not allow gay marriage, but it does allow for civil partnerships. Israel is the only nation among the ones I mentioned, which offers constitutional employment and other protections for LGBTQ plus people, which are, of course, routine here in the United States. Uh, Kuwait and the UAE and Oman criminalize gender nonconformity. And you can be put to death in some countries in the Middle East for living an LGBTQ plus lifestyle. So, uh, the human rights that they have gathered here in the United States progressively over the last, I don't know, 50, 60 years are frequently described as completely inadequate. But compared to the rest of the world, and we should be ahead of the rest of the world on matters such as these, we are the most enlightened country in the world, or should be. But the idea that we are, we have miles to go or that we have failed the LGBTQ plus community. I mean, look, it proliferates in the corporate community. It proliferates in our schools. There is a chilling effect on language. You can't even speak out against it in terms of expressing genuine concern for the people who are living that lifestyle and what it's doing to their health, their mental health, their physical well-being. Everything is explained away by the movement as a result of the disapproval of the movement rather than the consequences of being trapped in the movement. For instance, when you say, well, the suicide rate is astronomically higher, they'll say, sure, it is. Because you don't approve. We must have your approval. If we only had your approval, then we wouldn't feel so desperate. We wouldn't commit suicide. When in fact, it is much more possible, and I would argue is 100% the case, that living at odds with the way God designed people to live, man and woman together in holy matrimony, holy, 
God's view of marriage, man, woman, forever. Marriage in three words, man, woman, forever. When you get outside that, because God has planted his truth in every human heart, there is an inner roiling around of your own level of peace and tranquility. And that's not good for people. It's not good for people who have a secret to hide. It's not good for people who, like, you know, people who've committed a crime and it wears them. Anybody who breaks a rule and knows they've broken a rule, whether it's a written down rule or whether it's a moral rule, part of God's moral law, when you deviate, there is an internal trigger mechanism. We all have it. Some people call it a conscience. Other would call it the call of the Holy Spirit on your life. You all have this internal conscience that you know you're not living in accordance with how you should live. And that takes a toll on you. So life expectancy, suicide rates, multiple partnerships throughout a life, all those kinds of things contribute to a less healthy lifestyle, mental health, physical health. But you can't argue that or you're a bigot. Oh, I just did and I'm not. So that is where the movement sits. But it's instructive to look around at other countries and see that while the level of tolerance here is said to be deplorable, said to be inadequate, said to be lacking, it is in fact not at all any of those things. Because as you can see, there are many, many, many other countries where the view of LGBTQ plus people is, I would argue, too disapproving and too punitive. I mean, as a conservative, you have to leave room for disagreement. But again, you get the choice to live your life how you want to live it. I'm not going to try to craft legislation to outlaw the way you're living your life. I would tell you you're making a bad choice. You're making a choice that's bad for you and for the people uh, you know, who also share your life choice. That's why it's such a heartache for me to see young kids in high schools groomed into the transgender movement. Because if this is a genuine inborn thing, if this is a, which I'm, I'm, you know, suspending reality for the moment to even discuss the possibility that it is genuine and inborn because it's not the audio, the audio that I've played for you from the Matt Walsh documentary, What is a Woman, clearly shows that there is no sensible way to say, oh, you think you're a woman? There you are. What if I think I'm a cat? Well, then you must be. That's your truth. Truth is not malleable. Truth is fixed. And God establishes truth. But I hate to see kids groomed into that lifestyle. And then you look around the world and you go, well, you know, if it's if it's legit and it's happening here, like, is it happening everywhere else? No, it's not. It's not happening everywhere else. It happens here because we have so much affluence even those of us who don't perceive ourselves to be affluent, we have so much affluence that we occupy our minds with nonsensical things like, you know, I'm unhappy today. I, I, I wonder if I was born the wrong sex. You know, in our work up to the primary election, we were updating you every single day on what 
Republican Senate candidates had to say. And it seems to me since J.D. Vance won that primary, you know, J.D.'s maybe taken a month or so to kind of gather himself back up, get a little rest, and then marshal his uh, plan to defeat Tim Ryan in the November general election. So it's interesting as gas prices in Ohio start to top $5 a gallon. J.D. Vance releases the following statement. There is no one else to blame for the record high gas prices that are devastating Ohioans other than Joe Biden and his extreme allies in Congress like Tim Ryan. The statement continues. Tim Ryan is a failed 20-year career politician who has voted for Joe Biden's radical inflationary agenda 100% of the time in Congress. While Ryan may lie through his teeth to the people of Ohio about being a so-called moderate, his actual voting record tells the story of a congressman who sold his constituents out to left-wing special interests long ago. Now, according to this J.D. Vance statement, when Joe Biden took office in January of 2021, gas in Ohio was $2.32 a gallon. By October, gas had gone up 39% to 323 per gallon. Uh, the average cost today, $5 a gallon, is an increase of 119% since Joe Biden took office. Not all of that, not even half of that, is Vladimir Putin's price hike. But the Democrats, well, they're not going to change. They are just absolutely, positively not going to change. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, was on Capitol Hill yesterday, and she was pontificating about energy. Now, she's not the energy secretary. She is the treasury secretary. She's the money expert. She used to be, before Jerome Powell, she was once head of the Federal Reserve. So she's got economics degrees as long as your arm. But Janet Yellen yesterday sounded like, you know, with inflation as hot as it is and gas prices soaring like they are, um, well, I don't know. Maybe she's auditioning to be uh, the climate change czar. Maybe she'd like John Kerry's job. Or maybe she's just uh, regurgitating Biden administration talking points. Um, given the global nature of these markets, that's virtually impossible for us to insulate ourselves from shocks like the ones that are occurring uh, in Russia uh, that move global oil prices. And look, over the medium term, the critical thing is that we become more dependent on the wind and the sun that are not subject to geopolitical influences and passing clean um, energy credits that will boost um, non-renewables is, I think, really really critical to, um, to, to, to addressing climate change and our uh, energy costs for households. Now, if you paid attention to that closely, you would say, what does she know about climate change and about wind and solar? And what is she talking about? And the other thing is, is there a single Biden administration official who ever steps to a podium and sounds convinced 100% four square, absolutely positively not in denial, but all in 
on what they're spouting? Or do they sound like as they um and uh and bumble and stumble around like they're having an internal conversation with themselves while they're talking going, I hope they're buying this. I don't know if they're buying this. It really doesn't make any sense to me. But what other buzzwords can I throw out there? Oh, yeah, climate change, uh, existential threat, uh, global economy. Uh, I really think they're having an internal conversation with themselves at the time about, boy, I really hope they're buying this, but I really don't think they are. Uh, Art Laffer was an economist who worked for the Nixon administration. He advised Reagan. Remember Reagan, the guy who fixed all the inflation Jimmy Carter created? Uh, Art Laffer talking about Janet Yellen and her pontificating about topics she is far from an expert on. I have never taken a job with any administration ever since the Nixon administration, 1970 to 72, because once you become an employee and once you take a paycheck, you're an employee and you have to support the party line. And that's where I really worry very much about Janet Yellen is all she's doing is supporting the party line. Uh, and, and that's not a good thing for Biden, for the country or for anything. Hmm. I don't know. Is that a fair Criticism, Art Laffer, Janet Yellen spouting the party line. Let's listen a little bit more closely to the Treasury Secretary. I'm sure that was just a one-time thing as she strayed from Treasury items. She probably stayed on topic after that, don't you think? I am also horrified by gun violence, um, what we've seen in recent weeks over and over many years. And I do hope that Congress will take long overdue action and um put in place common sense measures to reduce gun violence. Mmm. Gun violence. Yeah, she's an expert on that. Uh, here she is being questioned by Idaho Senator Mike Crapo on whether or not, oh, I don't know, that $2 trillion you spent in the American Rescue Plan, did that have anything to do with inflation? Do you believe that it would be prudent fiscal policy? to increase taxes or engage in more stimulus spending with an economy facing the prospects of stagflation? Um, Senator Crapo, thank you for that question. Um, As I indicated in my response to Senator Wyden, I believe there's a lot that Congress can do to ease the cost burdens that households are experiencing. With respect to energy, the uh, administration has done everything that they can to bring down energy costs, for example, through um, an historic release um, of a million barrels a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and um, energy prices, gas prices, while very high, have risen a lot. They would be higher without that. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness, then, because uh, we'd be paying higher prices if Joe Biden hadn't released a million barrels of oil per day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. We're doing everything we can. Everything we can. Everything except green light drilling on new federal lands. Everything except ending our lies about how we're doing everything we can. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.